welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest holistic health so that they are empowered to possess their worth, nourish their bodies and spirits, and triumph as health champions. I am your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I am a board-certified family physician, health and fitness coach, and the founder of Living at Your Finest Company. Have you struggled with your holistic health, spirit, mind, and body? Perhaps you thought you had it all figured out only for it to come tumbling over. Imagine consistently living at your finest health with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph on this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health journeys using an exciting holistic approach, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some fun and candid dialogue. Greetings, living at your finest champions, Dr. Babs. I am pleased to be back as your host for Living at Your Finest podcast for episode 33. I'm especially thrilled that I have my first functional movement and yoga teacher guest, Jill Zimmerman. She is a dear friend. We took a yoga certification course together and she's such a fantastic leader who has a lot to share with us. But before I welcome my guest, I would like to check in with my community health champions. I hope all is well and that you're hanging in there. Thanks as always for hanging out with me. I bet you can't wait to hear from Jill. So please permit me to introduce her. So Jill Zimmerman has been a wellness practitioner and guide for over 25 years. She has a bachelor's degree from Naropa University in the Arts, minoring in Compensative Eastern Arts of Yoga, Aikido, and Meditation. She's apprenticed in the healing arts with masters from Africa, Asia, Europe, and South America. Wow, that's amazing. She's also a functional movement and precision nutrition specialist, herbalist, rookie master, yoga teacher, and wilderness guide. Her personal wellness practice is grounded in nature, family, community, arts, and laughter. Amazing work, Jill. This is amazing. Well, thank you for agreeing to be a guest and living at your finest podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me here today. It's just such an honor to be with you and to have this time to chat on your show. Um, the work that you've put together and the way that you're reaching out to the world and to women is so inspiring to me. So thank you for having me here today. Yes, the honor is all mine. I want to learn from you and I know my listeners want to. So can you share with us your journey? Where did this all start? And would like to just learn about you. Yeah, so... Gosh, my journey began when I was pretty young. I think I fell in love with nature and became an athlete in my youth. And that changed when I went to college, I started studying the arts. So I became a painter and visual artist. My, that turning point really happened when I was practicing not only the visual arts, but I was practicing martial arts. And one day I was in martial arts and got knocked in the head. So that I received a traumatic brain injury, which then opened up my world to this whole new realm of reality of needing to discover wellness from a very 
different place. In this Western society, we can go at health and wellness from a very, mm, I don't know, for me, it was a type A place. You know, I was, I was push an athlete who would push and I was always on the go and I'm moving a lot. And when you have a traumatic brain injury, that is the opposite of what they tell you to do. So that was kind of the beginning of my journey on this path. And all of the things that I reached for and studied really were for myself. And it became this beautiful journey that I walked. And at a certain point, I looked behind me and I said, oh, wow. I have all these things and if this is a passion, this is my life and I want to offer this to others. Amazing. I, I love it. <laughs> Not only did you benefit from all this goodness in your mm-hmm. life and, you know, leading, it sounds more like functional medicine versus, you know, conventional medicine and just resting and and just realizing that your body has the ability to heal itself. So I'm really intrigued by that. Can you share some more um, insight to what that journey was like when you had to use that form of, um, I guess, self-care or health care, how that was able to restore you? Because, you know, as I said, I follow your work and I see that you focus on movement, nutrition and restoration. So can you Mm -hmm. let us get a sense of how long it took? you know, mm-hmm. to, to get you to where you needed to be? Yeah. So when I originally had the injury, it was such a grand awakening, I guess, or like a knock in the head, literally. <laughs> so the doctor said to me, I want you to stop all activity. I want you to stop bike riding. I want you to stop doing martial arts. And I said, well, can I do yoga? He said, no, you can't even do that. You need mm-hmm. to let heal because it's really bruised. And all I want you to do is walk and stare. And you, he said, so being outside nature was a really great modality for me. And it was very challenging. Mm-hmm. And because I had to go in so deeply and to these places and layers that people don't normally have to go, I discovered a whole new world. Um, I see with your work, you really focus on this wellness wheel have the acronym. Can you pronounce your acronym for me? Yes, it's pose if. So I Uh, say to my head, pose if you're the finest, you know, so that's the way I remember it. So that's what it is. Pose if. Yeah. It has different facets, you know, physical, occupational, social, emotional. Those are all the seven components of holistic health. Yes. Yes. I think we really resonate with each other on that level. That's, that's how I also look at my wellness and and how I balance myself. I find that no matter what we're doing, then we're always balancing ourselves into health. So when I wasn't able to be a martial artist or do yoga, I was able to walk, right? When I had to really focus on healing from the inside out, you know, nutrition became really important. And restoration was the most important of all of them. And so learning to be really quiet, to have deep sleep, to spend time in nature and meditate, those things became very, you know, life-giving and healing though. Yes. Oh my goodness. You know, that restoration piece, I am still working on that. You know, we're so used to always being on the go, on the go. But Mm -hmm. I can just imagine how empowering this was for you, even though it came from not such a good, you know, situation, but it ended up working out 
for yep. you because that was where you realized your your potentials and what you're capable of you know where as women you know we we're more than we can even imagine but we don't mm-hmm. see it because we're always on the go um so i am I'm, I'm glad and really pleased that you were able to find your happy place you yeah. know i saw one of your videos on youtube i mean not, not on youtube on facebook where you were just mm-hmm. dancing and you were just so free i don't know what happened <laughs> that day and i was like oh my gosh i should try that one day but that, that was so amazing just free yourself and just live life and just enjoy it and i love the nature walk that you said and it sounds like at the beginning it wasn't easy right it sounds like you had to get yourself into the into that practice and yeah. um, you know so yeah. i can imagine that it, it took some a couple <laughs> of testing it but again it sounds like also you didn't have a choice at that point you needed to rely on what your body was capable of doing if we can all learn that it's definitely a skill to possess so can you share with us a little bit more i mean we've heard the success um you know I, We've heard a little bit about your combat strategy. Can you give us some insight to what you think is the biggest challenge for women in particular or from your, you know, practice, you know, Mm because you have lots of great offering. What do you think is the biggest challenge for women? I already alluded to one, just everybody's busy, but do you see anything else as the issue and how do you address it in your practice? Yeah, I I think you highlighted one of the greatest ones. Um, the biggest struggles for women, especially in this Western society, is this tendency to feel like we always need to do more, be more, give more. And, you know, I was right on board with that until this diversion in my life happened and I had to look at things from a different view. So when people work with me, this is something that I offer them. It's just like a wider, more open space. So if it, it feels like, you know, when you're wearing a pair of pants that are too tight, it's that feeling of like you just unbutton them and let them open and relax and like let your belly go. It's kind of that if you think about that in a mental and an emotional way instead of does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm having visuals right now as you're talking. <laughs> That's yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, let it go. Like- just let it go. Stop fighting it. Yeah. And then allowing like the, the process of going from this place of very type A or feeling like I need to give so much, be so much, do so much. It wasn't, as you said, such an easy process. It took a lot of practice. It took a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took, you know, breaking down old constructs of thought. And I think in addition to other challenges that I see, that's another one. Um, I'm based in Los Angeles. So one of the things I see a lot here is the effect of social media, of marketing, of that compare and despair culture of of beauty from the inside out, which I don't adhere to, right? I live here. And this is one of the things I'm inundated with. But I really, truly believe that beauty is an inside out job. And that women bolstering and supporting each other and and finding this way to be in a success from let's go together place, and let's hold each other up. Um, And, you know, when we think about what we put in our bodies with nutrition, we also can think about what do we put in our minds with what we're taking in, what social media, what shows, who's our, who are our friends and just, you know, keeping it all in a positive place. 
Yes, that's 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 correct. I mean, harmony, you have to harmonize it all. It's not just about food and the nutrition, but what are we feeding mm-hmm. our brains? Because that's what's going to tailor our mindset. Um, yes. In the long run. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, you, you spoke about um, just the culture, the culture that we all are socked into, unfortunately, and it takes discipline to come out of it where you really look within Mm -hmm. you know whatever comes within um you know there's a scripture that i say that from the abundance of the heart the mouth Mm. speak it so it's from Mm. the heart so like when my kids say i'm joking i'm only joking i'm like no you ain't joking it's it's in your heart it's right in there (laughs) you know i i read on your page somewhere about you know we've always heard 21 days to break a habit but i read (laughs) for the first time you said 40 days and before i read 40 days on your page i've I've also, you know, with COVID, mm-hmm. I was just listening to several webinars, you know, just, you know, enlightening myself, learning and growing, because I just took an obesity certification. We both did the yoga yep. together, which I enjoyed so much. And I really appreciate your leadership with, you know, with, with the yoga course. But, you know, for me, learning all these things, I had to sit back and figure out what what is true for me because you can get all that information you still have to absorb it and see how it applies to your life and in the midst Mm -hmm. of that I I, someone had mentioned that the habit forming you know you have to change your mindset you have to change your thoughts but it's not automatic that has to be 21 days or it has to be seven days it's really where you're coming from and where you're heading to so do you do you have any thoughts about that I know you said 40 days but do you feel that it varies and depends on what other things are going on with the person? Yeah, I do. I, I think there is absolutely no one size fits all program, mm-hmm. which is why with my work, one of the things I really specialize in is creating a personal program for whoever's in front of me. Yeah. Um, and with that idea, there, there's no one size fits all. So my goodness, if you can create a habit and stick to it after three days, please teach, teach us all how <laughs> I was about to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so into it. And I, I, you know, I don't want to limit anyone with those thoughts that are on my, my website, but through the work that I have done and what I, what I do is I help people transform on a deep level. People who are moving from illness or injury or from a toxic lifestyle or needing weight loss or recovering from addiction, things like this, where it takes time. So maybe they haven't ever exercised. I've had a lot of people who come to work with me who've never really exercised in their life. So to create that habit of caring for the body, it's not something I've seen happen usually within 21 days. So that's where that comes from. Okay, that, 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 that makes a lot of sense. I like that you individualize your care because it's not one size fit all. And just because it happened for, you know, your next door neighbor doesn't mean that the same is going to apply to you. I mean, the general concept, definitely. So can you tell us what keeps you grounded? Because you sound to be a well-grounded person. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I want to know, because I am still working on this. I mean, I, I'm grateful that every day I'm making progress. I've come a long way. You know, even mm -hmm. as a family physician, I now when I teach it, because I'm in academic medicine, so I teach medical students, I teach learners. And now they know when they're presenting to me, they better make sure they're talking about nutrition and movement. I am not into just giving medication anymore. It has to be the root cause. So yeah. I'd like to hear from you. So maybe I can steal some ideas from you. What keeps you grounded? What keeps you motivated? Um, if yeah. You share with us. Yeah. Before I tell you what motivates me, I, I just want to say when I was looking at your site and, and getting to know you and your work, one of the reasons I was so excited to do this podcast with you was what you have done with coming from that Western family uh, medical physician and then opening it up. It's just the world needs so many more of you so, so that we can yes. happening with our medical system. And I'm just so grateful that you're out here doing this work. It's so important. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, what I really, the thing that grounds me the most is nature. And I believe that was born out of this time in my life when I had that injury. And it was one of the only things I could involve myself in. So I spend a lot of time outside and I go into deep, deep nature. So let, yes, I'll go down the block and, you know, go down to the bluffs and walk along the little Creek here, but I mean, it's in the city. So when I really need that ground, I get my car, which is sort of counterintuitive, but yes, I get my car and I drive to the uh, national forest and I go, and I get out in the deep woods. Additionally, the other things is my movement practice, right? So my movement practice, the way I eat, family, my friends, having a great sense of humor, these things all kind of all keep me grounded and keep things in perspective. And like we were talking earlier with the pose of that wheel of wellness, there's always a place, right, to keep you grounded if we just keep looking at it. Like maybe one day, we can't think about our occupation because it's not something we want to address, but we can certainly think about our spiritual world that day, right? And then that balance of always having yourself in the center on your own wheel will help to create that ground. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Keep yourself in the center. <laughs> Keep yeah. yourself in the center and then just pay attention to the wheel and all the different facets of the wheel and just mm -hmm. make sure that they harmonize. That, that's yeah. fantastic. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm enjoying this time with you, but we've come to our wrap-up questions. And I want to ask you, and I'm really curious what you're going to say now, what mm -hmm. is the best advice that you've received that you've ever received in this journey you know mm -hmm. I know I, I personally if you ask me I'll say it was the doctor telling you that you should just walk or you should just you know be still because that that's was the big, greatest gift to just yeah. be still but I don't know what are you going to say what do you think yeah. is the best <laughs> Yeah, advice you received. that was some of the hardest advice I'd ever gotten at that stage in my life with the things I was doing. But yeah, that was great advice. In addition to that advice, um, around that time, I also got the advice to let go of who I was myself to fully become what was before me. So that kind of combined with another piece of advice, which was, there is no destination, we can walk towards a goal, we can have an idea. But the actual juice of life is in the journey itself. And so when I gave up this idea that I had to get there, that there was some there to get to that was going to be better than where I was now, it allowed me to relax and be present and understand that the beauty of everything is in this moment. Wow. 
That's amazing. Juice of life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a journey, right? It's not a destination that you're making it one day. So every day you, you're, you should allow yourself to evolve, right? It sounds like yeah. that. Yeah. That's great. And you know what? Now that you're saying that, I can see, and I don't know how long it took you to get out of that mind frame that, oh my gosh, I have a brain injury. I'm not going to be able to do anything anymore. My life is, I don't know if you ever got, but you know, okay. generally, generally <laughs> speaking, people will go like, oh, you know what? There's nothing to live for anymore. That is it. This is what mm -hmm. I know. I mean, did you ever get there? Were you there or did you just pick yourself up and just? Oh, no, I was definitely there. I, yes, I, okay. I was not functioning for a good year or so. It was very much what I would say, a hitting below ground zero moment. Okay. So, mm -hmm, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm assuming that that was a normal reaction. So, okay, you did do that. But I am, I, I'm taking a limp here to say that this mindset and the mind shift that you created must have brought you out faster than it would have brought out an average person because it's when we're you know when we because I, I think I think gratitude and all those other things that you do and you practice that might have in coupled with the advice that you got just got you out of that um, state of it's over to know that you know there's still so much more ahead of you so I, I think that that's that's powerful thanks for sharing that with us yes of course thank you for asking <laughs> all right well you know what? I would like to know what your favorite quote. Yeah, Jill likes to say that a lot. What, what would that yeah. be? <laughs> well, my clients are always telling me, I say, you got this all the time. So that's just one thing that comes out of my mouth. You got this. You can do it. But if we're talking about a quote from someone, I, I really appreciate the quote from Rumi. And he says, what, what you are seeking is seeking you. I think sometimes we have this idea if we have a dream it's us dreaming the dream and it might be hard to attain, but I really believe that it, the dream is dreaming us like God is providing that bridge for us and, and we're being pulled towards whatever we're seeking as it is also seeking us. So our dreams are inevitably going to arrive with that grace. Right. That, that's, that's a powerful way to see it so that we don't see it as unattainable because it's actually yeah. reaching out for you. Yeah. And if you are receptive, then it will come your way. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. We would love to hear how, you know, we can get in touch with you. Just follow your work. You know, I'm sure some of my listeners will want to take advantage of your offering. So if you mind, if you don't mind, please share yeah. your contact and any last parting words that you have for us. Well, I just want to thank you for having me as a guest today. It's just so lovely to chat with you and um, share our passion for the same kind of life right? It feels really powerful. You can reach me on my website, which I believe um, you have access to, or should I tell them here? You can share it and I will definitely place it in the show notes as well. Okay. So my website is JEZ Wellness or Jez Wellness. And on that, there is a seasonal offerings, practitioner offerings, and then personal wellness program. If you'd like to work with me for two 45-minute sessions, they're complimentary. So you can see who I am, how we fit together, and what I might be able to help you with. So that's a great way to kind of get a sense of what I do. I also have a seasonal program launching here shortly. We're going to begin on April 7th, meeting every other week for an hour, working through self-care practices in a community setting. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. It's great to know that you also have those complimentary 
um, opportunities so that to get a feel of how you fit together. But I'm sure that you, you're an amazing person. People would not want to <laughs> leave after those two sessions. But thank you so much. I've enjoyed this time and space with you. Thank you for sharing all your awesomeness with us. And I, I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Thank you for having me here. And it was just so lovely. Thank you. And to all our health champions, there you have it. In a peace, in a peace, we have to just be still, you know, I, I love this, but it says be still and know that I am present. So you've heard it from our movement and yoga teacher. She is an expert in all of this, heals herself, you know, through this peaceful walk. So it, nothing is unachievable. So remember that together we triumph as women health champions because we need to, we deserve to, and we most certainly can achieve to live at our finest holistic health. Thanks for staying tuned and I hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you will be transformed to take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook and YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we learn together hashtag healthier together friendly reminder to subscribe on itunes if you have not done so already share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review i would love to hear from you of note the words and other content provided here or in any linked materials are not intended as medical advice and does not reflect those of the organization that i'm employed by or affiliated with but serves as an educational platform to all matters pertaining to health and personal development. Even though I'm a family physician, I'm not your physician, so I'm not previewed to your specific needs. Well, until next time, take care and God bless.